Hello, hello, my magical friends. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is Annika with Witchful Ways. Thank you so much for joining me for another weekly podcast. I am so humbled by the amount of activity that the podcast gets, the interaction that you guys give back to me, um, and the amount of subscribers that we have. So thank you, thank you so much. So today... I want to talk about spirit guides and what is my spirit, how do you find out what my spirit guide's name is? Because this tends to be one of the most frequently asked questions that I get when I'm doing psychic readings and intuitive guidance with clients and or students, right? So last week I went over seven easy tips to help you to connect with your spirit guide. And I have to say that I firmly believe that it is so essential to develop that relationship with your personal spirit guide because there's so much information and insight that you can get from your guide because your guide and your spirit team, but especially your spirit guide, is there to help guide you through this lifetime. Like before you came down in this incarnation, it was this is what we're going to do, right? Like you sat down with your guide and your team and said, this is kind of like what's going to happen. This this is the story that I'm writing for myself that I'm going to go down and live and experience. And this is going to be great. But I need you guys here to make sure that when I don't do this or when I get too far off of the path of where my story is supposed to be going, that you can kind of shoo me back right onto the path, right? That's their job. Their job is to help guide us to allow us to experience those things that we've set out and we've determined is something that we want to experience or help other people's experience, depending upon where we are within our soul group, right? So it's so imperative that you have that connection, that you build on that um, relationship and connection with your spirit guide because it makes life so much easier. Not only in avoiding the pitfalls, but when you do, because some of the pitfalls are there for us to go through. Like we said, we want to go through this, right? So some of the pitfalls we're going to go through regardless. There's some things that we all have to go through, like the loss of our parents, um, you know, from old age and, you know, like when they pass on or, um, all these different aspects that are within our lives that we may consider pitfalls um, or hiccups or sometimes big moats and trenches, right? But we're going through them for the experience of it. And our guides are there to help us through it, to help support us through it, to help us go, you know what, you're meant to go through this. Look at what you're learning from this experience, which is Another way of saying, let's look at the, try and find the silver lining in the cloud, right? Kind of thing. So by having that guidance there, you're connected again to go, you know what? I'm going to get through this. I know I'm going to get through this. And I know whatever I'm learning during, because oftentimes, right, 2020 is hindsight. We don't know what the heck we were doing until we get through it. And we're able to look back at and go, oh, yeah, I totally learned this from that. How much stronger you are, um, you know, whatever your quote unquote lesson may have been from that experience. But to have, again, that guidance through it 
to be supported and to know that you're going to make it through, that there's experience that you're processing through right now. And when you get out of it, it's going to be a heck of a lesson that you have learned or an experience that you have gained that transforms you in some way to help you on the next part of your trip down the road called life. And that's where your messages come through in your intuitive ability. It comes from your guides. It doesn't just come from like a lightning strike from anywhere out of the blue. It channels down through your higher self, which in turn is your guide because your guide is really part of you. And that's a whole nother kind of aspect. And I digress on that part of it. But right, so there's an intricate dance that happens. There's an ability to really see the whole picture. There's an ability to be able to go, okay, you know what? I need to make this decision and which way is going to be best for me. When you have that connection and that guidance from your guides and the insight that you can receive from your guide, you don't worry about shit as much. You really don't. You really can walk through life going, eh, you know what? It is what it is. Because I'm going to get through it. I know that I'm going to get through it. I'm going to have learned something or transformed myself in the process, which is going to make me better in my tort going forward. And whatever happens, I have the ability to change it anyway. So yeah, it is what it is. Like, I'm just going to let shit roll off my back. And that's an amazing way to go through life, to be able to process through without the anxiety, the worry, the anxiousness, and all the physical ailments that come along with that when we put it on ourselves. So that's why I feel it's really important to have that communication and connection with your guides and your intuitive abilities. And that's why I'm really passionate about, as you can tell, about what I do and what I share and the courses that I have to be able to share that with people so that you too can go, you know what? I was like so worried about this. And now that I have this perception of my place in the whole like oneness of it all, psh, rolls off my back now. Okay. So now that you know the importance of connecting with your guides, how do you figure out what your guide's name is? So one of the things that I want to go over is that when we leave physical realm, right, we live in the physical realm. When we leave physical realm, we no longer have shape or form. We leave the confinement of the physical body behind. So when we're talking about our spirit guides and our spirit guides are, is energy form, right? It's energy that has not been in physical form. They're not in physical form. They don't have a shape or a form on their plane of existence. So they are not, what's, what's amazing about that is that they are not then confined to physical limitations or time and space. But again, another a total subject, right? So they don't have form. They don't have shape. They also don't have what we would consider names. Now, when Aunt Millie crosses over, 
you are going to be able to still call Aunt Millie Aunt Millie and she will respond to Aunt Millie because that was a identification of hers in physical, which allowed you as a little human mind <laughs> to be able to put a label and a name on something and allows you to connect to that something in that way. We as humans in our physical limitations and our human limited minds, we need to have labels and names for things to know how we relate to them and how we can relate their ideas and concepts to other people. So we work best with forms and labels and names. But they don't really have them on the other side. So if your guide has never been in physical, which is 99.9% of spirit guides have never been in physical form, your spirit guide not being an ancestral guide, right? We're not talking about Aunt Millie. When she crosses over, she loses Aunt Millie. She will take on that identification and respond to Aunt Millie, to the name Millie, because that was one of her identifying aspects to the human mind. I hope this makes sense to you. Okay. So if you're a guide, and we're talking about angel realms as well, right? Like any spirit realm, they do not function in a language and time and space like we do in the physical. So that means that they function on a vibrational level. A much more, We function on a vibrational level too, but they function on a much higher vibrational level. They don't have the need for labels and names and shapes and forms, okay? So when you're talking about what is the name? Do they, how do they interact with each other? Whether it's done telepathically or whatever, right? If I connect to a guide, when I'm using my personal guide, I've given my personal guide a name, right? I've received the name of my guide. But when I'm talking to and doing a psychic reading, I'm going to be connecting with that other person's guide to get information. And actually, my guide connects with their guide and brings it back to me. But regardless, we're going to get information. So how do we know the guide that we're connecting to? Well, oftentimes the name that comes through or the information, if I ask a name, if I ask not for a name, but what do I call you, right? That's more what it is. What do I call you? Often what's received back to me is simply a sound or a mishmash of sounds or, you know, a, a line of sounds. So it's not something that would you and I would consider a name like Millie or Bill or Ted or, you know, whatever the name is, whatever physical name would be, what you would think of a name. It oftentimes may come back to me as something that we wouldn't consider a name like plate. We wouldn't consider plate a name for our child, but the sound of plate may be the quote unquote name of that guide. But to them, it's just a sound. It doesn't mean the thing that we eat off of. So sometimes it will be just, again, a series of sounds like Uanu. That may be the name of a guide. That may not be a name that we're familiar with. 
but that is the vibration that comes through. Keeping in mind that right when we speak, we create vibration. That's what we hear, the vibration. Okay, so hopefully that makes all makes sense to you. And I don't want to go on and on about it. But so you can expect when you ask your guide, what's your name? How do I figure out what my guide's name is? You may not receive something back that actually feels like a name to you because you're used to human names. Okay, so keeping in mind that some people, it's it's amazing how spirit guides can present themselves or how you can perceive them when you start connecting with yours. Some people are going to see their guides in full detail while others will only see shadows and shapes. Remember that you may, most people don't see their guides or ghosts and spirits with their physical eyes so much as their mind's eye or what I like to call their mystical eyes. Okay, it's in your mind of the information that comes to you. Now, it can progress into seeing things with your physical eyes and certain things can be seen with your physical eyes. But again, totally different subject, right? Okay, so you're using your mystical eyes. As long as you have a connection there, you're doing great in connecting with your spirit guide. So while the guides actually may not have names that we perceive them, the majority of the time you can ask for a name and you can hear a response. Some won't receive anything at all, and that's okay too. So if you receive something back, again, it may be a sound, it may be something, it, it may be a name. They may go, my name's Jim, you know, whatever. But if you can't get a name, if something doesn't come to you, you can assign a name to them. They are perfectly happy with whatever you choose to call them. They really are. They don't care. It doesn't matter. The thing is, using a name is going to help bring a stronger connection through your mind to them. And in turn, it makes for a more efficient communication between the two of you. So all you have to do is ask and they'll tell you. If they want you to call them by something specific, they will tell you. And if they don't, then all you have to do is simply ask, what should I call you? Or may I call you Lydia, if that's what your chosen name is, right? And then assign them that name. They're not, gonna, they're not going to go, oh my gosh, no, I hate the name Lydia, and I'm not going to respond to that. That's not how it works. They're happy that you have decided to reach out to them and to interact with them and to receive their guidance and to begin a relationship with them based on, okay, I need something to call you first. Because then it can just only get easier to progress from there. Because now you have something personified in your mind that you are connected to, even though you've been connected all along. So hopefully that helps a little bit as we go through our spirit guide kind of aspect of learning, right? <laughs> so again, all you have to do is bring yourself back to that kindergarten state, start interacting with your guide, sit down, take a bit of time, maybe light a candle with the intention of, I would like to know what your name is and sit for two or three minutes in silence, whether your eyes are closed, however it works for you and see what comes to you. 
whatever comes to you, trust your intuition that that's what your guide is telling you the name is. Again, it could just be a sound. And if it's something that you go, you know what, I'm not sure, I'm not comfortable in saying this sound, would it be okay if I called you Jimmy? Or would it be okay if I called you Beverly or whatever it is that you decide? Maybe you want some great, you know, name that you've always thought of in your mind. If you've always thought of and go, I'm going to ask my guide his name and I bet it's going to be this. Well, then he's already, he or she has already given you their name. You already have that connection. Okay, so of course, if you would like to learn more about connecting with your guides and opening up your intuition, my Discover Your Intuition course is amazing, if I do say so myself, for allowing you to do just that. Also, make sure that you are in my Facebook group, Living a Magical Life Facebook group, so that you can learn more tips and tricks and all those goodies. Thanks again for joining me for another Witchful Ways podcast episode, and I will chat at you again next week. Have a wonderfully magical rest of your day.